success is not final failure is not fatal it is the courage to continue that counts i unquote the youth today is filled with courage confidence and compassion to make the world more peaceful and beautiful hello everyone i am ankita sharma your host and you are listening to sakonsa's podcast this year united nations completed 75 years of service to establish a more peaceful world sakonsa has been selected as the country leader of india by the un global compact so we decided to do something special and here we are with a special series of podcasts revolving around sdgs and how our young leaders see it i welcome you all to the opinion pad today our guest is a youth leader selected by the united nations global compact mr ritwik mehta hi ritwik hi ankita so ritwik today our talk is about the first four sustainable development goals now given the first sustainable development goal that is no poverty you know so i believe poverty is a multidimensional phenomenon and somewhere poverty is contributing to every aspect of each and every sustainable development goal right according according to the live mint uh, they, that's a newspaper and it's an e newspaper actually the poverty rates in india have increased in the past years and during the pandemic itself the gap between the rich and the poor has further expanded so if india continues like this there will be an economic crisis right so which policy do you think right now will be you know best for poor for the life of poor people to become better okay so ankita uh, in india like in order to solve any problem like our government they uh, what they do is that they constitute a committee so as far as i know that uh, in order to eradicate poverty there have been a work, number of committees like the working group of 1962 or there has been a nras or committee 1971 or alag committee 1979 suresh tendulkar committee in 2009 and the last that was committed uh, the committee that was formed was c rangarajan committee in 2014 but uh, it is a flaw that has been uh, in our indian uh, democratic system is that the government they form the committee but they don't implement it like you might have heard about many of the programs that have been formed by the government yeah. for example integrated rural development program jawahar rozgar yojana rural housing food for work program or even recently you might have heard about pradhan mantri ujwala yojana as well but yes. all these policies they have a flaw at the end or they are meant for only some set of people so that's the problem where the lies in india that we make policies in such a way that either they are for getting only the votes for the elections or they are for only a set of people so just as you uh, quoted about the reports in the live mint that the poverty numbers that have increased in the past few years and but a policy should be an ideal policy should be to eradicate poverty in india so uh, it there cannot be a one single policy the government first of all has to approach on a multi number of like a number of uh, uh, things for example like they have to accelerate the rural poverty reduction not about mm-hmm. the agricultural growth but they have to connect the rural and urban areas that's okay. very true Secondly, yeah. yeah yeah they have to create more and better jobs 
like it's the only way out you cannot say that we will give uh, money into the hands of the poor for example if today the government says that okay we will like elections are coming and we will say like okay we will give uh, 15 lakh rupees into the bank accounts of the poor and the poverty will go no it's not the way out you have to give them better opportunities better education uh, opportunities job opportunities and only then this uh, poverty will go away and secondly the last thing that you have to give more opportunities to women as well like women are, is that yes. uh, sector is that part which is always ignored whether during the elections whether whether during in the democratic process or during the jobs as well and even the united nations reports also says that if you give the more power into the hands of women you will see a lot of growth in the economy so i think so the government should uh, focus on three things creating more jobs providing education to the old uh, the poor people it should be like it should cover all the people and thirdly focus more on women and then you will see that the poverty numbers will go on reducing the like within a within 5 years within yeah. next 5 years how oh, that's wonderful you know uh, your answer you cordially uh, very beautifully includes that we all should grow sustainably we have to grow sustainably and equally at the same time you know to have a better future thank you so much ritwik it was a lovely answer you know moving on to the second sdg which is also which also comes with poverty it is zero hunger you know before the economy it was the belly that was hit the lockdown has made the life of daily wage workers miserable amid all this you know we have the government we have common people and we have communities like sakonsa that have come together to provide food and dry greens and in fact our uh, you know our ngo uh, launched feed the needy campaign to provide dry ration kits in various villages across punjab up and bihar so how far has sakonsa come with this feed the needy campaign which actually has been going on since the past 6 months okay so uh, when this pandemic started we found that the migrant workers they are going from uh, like the government called for they so they started migrating from the uh, the migrant laborers from bihar up and majorly the major laborers were from bihar and up they started going back to their homes but the facility that was provided by the government it was not at all adequate and uh, the social distancing norms were not followed they were not they, were, they didn't had any uh, food for so many days so uh, at this point we started uh, we thought of that we should launch a campaign that will provide not only the base, like not only the food but even the basic amenities like they should get the soap they should get the uh, sanitizer also so uh, under this feed the needy campaign we started this and uh, we started collecting for the donations and under that we started distributing the kits in majorly in bihar up and punjab and uh, it was a uh, 250 rupees kit under which they were, we provided ration for the whole week and in that ration kit not only the food but along with that sanitizers and uh, some uh, soap as well as all these things were provided to the people and uh, you would be happy to know that we collected almost around a donation of around 2 to 3 lakh rupees and we distributed more than like around 7 to 8000 uh, uh, kits and they are being distributed now as well as like the distribution is going still on that and uh, this distribution was carried upon not only uh, like we started with this distribution with only around uh, 50 volunteers and now we have around more than 200 volunteers who are helping us around in these states 
Wow, that's an amazing news. And now, you know, the fact that the number of volunteers has increased, it has really helped us to raise more foundation, uh, sorry, donation. It's a lovely news. So now moving on to SDG 3, that is good health and well-being. So in India, poor infrastructure is a big problem to accomplish good health and well-being. According to an audit report generated by a National Commission for Protection of Child Rights in Haryana itself, you know, our state, 52% of childcare institutions don't have counsellors and 67% face shortage of medical officers. With level of difficulties at this point, what is the future of the Indian healthcare sector? Okay, so when this pandemic started, you might have uh, noticed that uh, first of all, India started importing the PPE kits and now we are in a situation that we are exporting the PPE kits to other countries. So that's a very good news. But at the same time, we are also watching those reports where there are no proper facilities. So the basic, we have to first understand or recognize the problem that what's the reason that why the healthcare sector in India is so uh, poor. The key reason behind is that there is lack of adequate data and monitoring as well. So even if you say that the data today we get on on our newspapers that how many COVID cases are there, we cannot rely on that data because the data is not at all so like not to the point or the monitoring is not being done properly. Yeah, very so true. we cannot solve a situation until and unless we don't get the numbers properly. And this was also uh, reported in the CAG report also that among 18% of the health facilities did not even report the basic infrastructure. So for this, we have we have we should have the or the government should look for more funding into the public health infrastructure. Okay. So now the what the government is doing, the government is looking for a universal health coverage. But the government is not at all spending more on the public health sector. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, like the biggest problem that we are facing. That the government wants or like they are uh, going about with the policies like Ayushman Bharat or all those things. But they are not spending much uh, around like they are spending around only uh, two to three or three to four percent of the GDP. Whereas it should be more than seven to eight or around nine percent of the GDP. So that where the problem lies that we are not spending much, we are not spending on the infrastructure and then we say that the India has to import so many things from uh, the foreign country. Yeah, so basically uh, the future of the Indian healthcare sector will be bright if and only if our government starts spending much on a, a lot of money on the healthcare sector and we also start using it properly because you know what we we ourselves don't respect the public services at times we also we see those kind of people too right yeah like uh, for example like if the government uh, starts uh, you might have heard that uh, many people when they don't get proper facilities in the government hospitals they ship they have to ship to the private hospitals yeah so but an incentive based model can work here like it has worked in other countries as well that the government and the private players the private sector they both collaborate with each other and then they give the healthcare sector or the healthcare services to the people so that can be a way out because uh, as it is said that one size does not fit all it's like the same thing that you cannot say that only the government facilities that will be provided will be the best for the people of India or the those provided by the private sector or the private hospitals will be the best because they will come costly as well. Yeah. So they both can collaborate in this situation keeping in mind the population of India and all those things that we are still working, we are still developing, our country is still developing and 
India hasn't worked on the AI model of of this healthcare sector. We are not focusing much on the artificial intelligence and IT. So in this situation, the only possible way out is that both the private sector and the government they both collaborate with each other and come out with a way. Right. Very true. So now you know what. Let's come to the last SDG, which is quality education. And education is another thing in which government should spend a little more than it does. right so india is actually making a little progress in the education sector you know delhi is a quintessential proof of a well executed ed- uh, education plan and nep is also another ambitious plan yet to be executed we are still facing a lot of problems though ranging from no toilets to poor quality staff according to you what is the first thing the government should do to change the indian education system Okay, so uh, like Ankita, just like I talked in the topic of poverty, that we, uh, in order to solve any problem in India, we constitute a number of committees. So, in order to solve the problems in education system, we had the Kasturi Rangan Committee or the Kothari Commission or the TSR Subramaniam Report or the recent uh, National Education Policy Draft that the government circulated also. But the basic thing or the basic problems that we are facing is that the government is not at all focusing on uh, expanding the access of education. For example, if I take the recent example due to this pandemic like everything went on online okay so like uh, i am studying in a private college or you are studying in a private college or those who are studying in prestigious institutes like iits and iims so they have a better infrastructure or those who are uh, uh, belonging to uh, middle class families like they have a good internet connection they have laptops but what about those who are not at all able to afford a good laptop or even a smartphone as well okay they are not able to pay the bills for the internet connection and not only this the teachers from the government school who are not at all uh, you know they don't know about the tech how they don't know how to log in into zoom and perform all those things so this was the major hurdle that uh, we are focusing on the private model we are focusing that we have to send our children to the private colleges and the private schools but we are not focusing that how to expand the access of education even to the rural area or even to the rural areas or the last areas the those villages where there is no internet connection at all so this yeah. is the first problem that needs to be addressed secondly we need to change our policies as well now you will might be understanding that which policy needs to be addressed the first policy is that if i talk about only about the government schools the thing is that whenever the elections are there the government teachers they are sent on duties okay so the government teachers go on duty and they declare a holiday in the colleges or in the schools then when will the get time when will they give some more time to the students to complete the syllabus or to conduct the exams this doesn't happen in the private schools but because they are not under the government so these policies need to change right that you don't have to uh, give such duties to the teachers that you okay you go for aadhar card verification duties during the elections and all those things right so we must change the policies just like you said that we have to increase our spending on uh, education it's just around 2.8% as of now we have to spend more on r&d we have to spend more on research and focus that our most of our institutes like the top notch institutes like iits and iims they at least they come under the top 50 institutes of the whole world right very true thank you so much ritvik it was lovely talking to you and what wonderful answers you gave thank you so much ritvik it was lovely having you okay thank thank you so much bye ritvik